Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Hey guys, welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by our friends at ProTaper. Handlebars and controls. Controls like the Sella self-adjusting, self-activating whole shot device. Oh. Got to, I got to sample it this yeah. weekend, dude. You know, I, I got a good start without the Dahmer cheat technique. Yeah, I don't even need that starting device stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know, because you low moral fiber. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, this is Don Maeda. I'm joined in office by uh, Chase Curtis and Dominic Gaten, and we've got uh, good old Michael Antonovich on the phone remotely from home. And Anton, I think I'm drinking your double shot espresso Starbucks. Yeah, I, figured I forgot it was yours that last Sunday. I thought it was mine. Cause I thought, cause I bought some before, but as soon as I took a sip and it was the Americano black, I'm like, "Ball, these have to be tons. Mine's espresso yeah. and cream. Okay. That's the one I bought. This is, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, guys, there's no American racing to talk about this weekend at the highest level. Right. Yeah. But, uh, there were some GPs. I- I'm sure that you were, you were in Lommel in spirit, right, Anton? Uh, a little bit, watched some highlights and everything last night and watched free practice and stuff this morning. Uh, discussed the race with Dahmer last night because, yeah, that's the burliest GP that there is. And, and we're getting into like a very tight time of the season because mm-hmm. these guys have never raced this much in this tight of like a uh, time frame. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how dudes were like eating shit, accelerating out of the corners. Oh, dude, they're like some of the stuff that happened there, just how weird some of the bikes would kick or just. Uh, Pete Fox had the one post on his Instagram where three bikes three just guys, stood up yeah. on the front wheels. Yeah, <laughs> like just the craziest stuff happens at Lommel. But this is like Fox Raceway is for those guys. They ride that track all the time. Almost every yeah. a lot of guys live within, you know, maybe a half hour of there, if not mm-hmm. if not closer. So this is like home territory for them. It just happens to be so burly. Yeah, I mean that was where Covington's race shop was, right? When he was on Husky. Mm-hmm. So he spent. Yeah, a there's a lot there. of shops. Yeah, there's a lot of shops that's, like, right out the back property of there. Mm-hmm. So, hey, let's talk about Covington. Speaking of him, I mean, man, he announces his retirement what, last week or the week before. Last week, yeah. Um, do you think it was uh, just wasn't feeling it, uh, lingering effects of injury, didn't want to get hurt, or what did, what did, uh, what did uh, the Eric Johnson story say, Tuan Diggity? Uh, it pretty much was a combination of all of that stuff. When Thomas came here to race in the U.S. after he aged out of MX2 over there, you know, adapting to Supercross, which is something that he never even really did as an amateur, had taken a toll on him. He bounced around a few places, and he had a couple big crashes when he was training down in Florida, Carmichael's and some other ones. Uh, I guess one concussion that had knocked him out had really taken an effect on him, and then that Supercross season here didn't go well, and then he got sick. Well, when he went back to Europe with his wife, he just kind of realized he didn't want to push the pace anymore. He mm-hmm. had some issues, and, and the COVID thing didn't help. I think that he delayed going back over there as long as he could, and that kind of put his program on the back, like on the back foot. Mm-hmm. And then this year, you know, they've tried so hard to get everything going. 
he just didn't have the pace. And, and, you know, you could see clips from the races or you would hear, you know, what was going on or social media comments or Instagram interviews and things that he would do. And, and he just kind of didn't have like the fire in him. And, and he even said that outright, you know, he just didn't want to push the pace anymore to that level because there's so many guys going that fast and you have to kind of get out of your comfort zone and he didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder, so, uh, I wonder when he's coming home. See, I don't know. He might, with his wife being British, he might stay over there for a bit. He's done pretty well. Um, he's got some things figured out. I know that they had just kind of had a turbulent year just even getting sorted of where they were going to live and how he was going to do his whole program. Like, mm-hmm. that was a big thing that they worked on all, all offseason. And then when the COVID shutdown happened over there, which, you know, a little sooner than in the U.S., I think that he went into full mode to like, hey, let's get everything sorted out. I could see him staying over there for a bit longer. Is he going to join his for, dad? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. And, and Monster, you know, they have just as many people in the same positions over there as they do here. There are some people that are in charge of motorsport marketing and things like that. You know, he could walk totally into a position, but he kind of left it a little ambiguous. Like, hey, give me some time and we'll know what I'm going to do more. Yeah. Not And like he even said he thanked his brother for helping to make good like financial decisions and investments and everything. He's one of those guys that's going to be able to walk away from Moto with like a comfortable lifestyle. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I'd want to like travel all over and risk my life if I had that wife waiting for me either. Nope. <laughs> I don't know if I'd come back here either. I yeah, think I'd, I'd keep I'd quit, her keep I'd quit her my day grounded. job and stay home with her for sure. Yeah. yeah. Just keep her grounded. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Anton, I saw I saw pictures of you at Fast Cross riding. Was that the name oh, of the yeah. track? Fast Cross? No. It's called Euro Raceway. Oh, it's like Euro. the closest thing that I'll get to Europe this year. On a dirt uh, bike, yeah. Yeah, in general, in general, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's this track that's been, it's like an hour from my house. I can get there not even getting on, like, anything more than a back road the whole way. Um, and it's been there for, for quite some time, but the last time I had went there was 2008. So went down and did some motos yesterday, um, just like a little practice day. It was fun, pretty much the same track layout as it was. 12 years ago so i had a good time it was fun just to kind of put in laps and not crash like i did last week glad to hear you're all good (laughs) okay so you brought it up so uh guys if you're listening last week uh i mean we had the pleasure of having anton in office in southern california so uh you know the friday before the fox raceway national we all went and rode a Paris Raceway and had a grand old time. And I was sitting there watching Anton riding. I'm like, dude, he's riding super well right now. Like, that squirrely kid that I remember hiring, you know, 10 years ago is nowhere to be found. Look at him. Relaxed, composed, you know, like. Staying off the ground. Yeah, he he looked great. You know, and then, uh, anyway, we did the National and then we came here Monday. And Tuesday, we were all invited to uh, Kawea Creek. For the introduction to the 2021 Kawasaki KX 250X and 450X off-road machines, um, both bikes are really cool. They're uh, they're essentially the motocross bikes with softer suspension, tuned for off-road, 18-inch rear wheels, and uh, kickstands. And uh, Kawea Creek has this pretty cool off-road loop out there, and. Uh, you know, since Anton was in town, I was like, hey, would you like to fill my spot uh, testing with uh, Pat Foster? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
not yeah. like not not like oh that would be really cool thanks but like oh yeah I, I can do that why wouldn't I yeah I well remember resident off road guy at Transworld yeah mm. off road author author yeah. we'll leave it at that right now yes <laughs> so we go there and you know Kawasaki has an organized parade lap around the uh, off road loop and they say okay we're gonna take a slow siding lap and. Towards the end of it, we're going to stop because we've got our staff photographers that are going to help get photo and video of you guys. And, uh, you know, from there, turn it loose. Yeah. So uh, Chase and I are like, well, they're on the ride because I let Pat take my KX450 motocross bike. And uh, Anton rode the 450X. And uh, so we drove up the road a bit and parked and. You know, between your bad ankle and my flip-flops, we've both yeah. struggled to walk up this hill. <laughs> crest the hill to where, you know, the pack of like 10, 15 guys are taking turns doing a section for photos. And uh, the first thing I hear as I crest the hill is... Fuck! And it's our guy Anton in his pink, white, and blue moose gear. So what was going on right there, Anton? Uh, operator error. I, I went in, I think in second gear because like first gear, I'm just not like a big fan of, I always think it's like too punchy. And so I was like, Oh yeah, these like mellow little like rock guard and I'll get over it. But didn't really look at it before I went on the first time. And like Drew Ruiz and Max Mandel are standing there to do the photos for Cowie and I come around and I like see the line and just like blanked out. And I was just like, Oh shit, I got to get through this. And I'm not really sure how. And, like, went to get on it and stalled the bike. And then, yeah, uh, hit a very well-placed electric starter and then went and did a second loop and then stalled it again on that one, too, <laughs> uh, which sucked. Uh, there for a bit, I was thinking it was just my fault. Um, Pat Foster, thankfully, did feel the bike flame out a couple times, but I'm going to still say it was, like, 90% my fault. So, yeah, you know, that was just the start of the problems. At that point, I could tell, like, oh, yeah, this is not going to be a good day. <laughs> yeah, so... So, you know, Chase and I crest the hill, and we see you do that. And I'm like, oh, Anton looked a little sketchy there. And then, you know, I was like, okay, well, let's take some photos here. And, you know, to look rad in a photo, you only have to look cool for one two-thousandth of a second, right. right? And so all you had to do was go up this little gully towards me and, and look rad. Dude, Anton pins it and is clutching it. And every time his front wheel leaves the ground, he's crossing up like he's scrubbing rocks and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, is this Anton circa 2011? I, I don't know. It might be. But uh, I was impressed when I had you jump off that rock. That was good. That was good, right? Was That, that was decent. Was that nerve-wracking for you at all? No. No. But, and, like, honestly, even as we were doing it, I'm like, it's photos. Like, you don't have to go fast. You don't have but to go fast. But you were going fast. I know. It was a fucking mistake. Yeah, it's because I was filming, too. That's why. <laughs> was, yeah, he was filming. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, the scrub daddy quadruple clutch technique. But, uh, well, and I think I had, uh, I'll, I'll say also, I hadn't been on a four stroke in a while, all these things. All, all, so not, many not, things. That's true. Not, not since Friday. Not since Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, do remember, do remember before that siding lap where you were like, do you want to ride my bike? And I looked at you and I said, no, I'm good. I don't want to abuse your bike. Aren't you glad I did? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so I don't even recall what happened, but we, we, uh, 
we we're stopped going we back down going the back hill. down the hill yeah. that that i negotiated my flip-flops and and uh you were like sitting there and the next thing i know i see you going down the hill pushing the rear end <coughs> well and then it was just this spectacular high side down a hill yeah well i had yeah. anton do runs up and down the hill because it looks cool yeah from filming you know and i think he just i don't know were you pushing it down the hill or were you riding i can't remember i was riding it i was riding it in neutral i don't know why uh just because it felt nice to like freewheel it down yeah, yeah and uh it like kicked out like the back end kicked out and because i wasn't in gear i couldn't like ride it out Gotcha. So I like dabbed my foot, and then when I dabbed my foot, I went the other way and uh, fell into the ground and pushed the front brake into the clutch cover. Yeah, and I saw and popped I, a hole in that bitch. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, there's that's some gas," and I was like, "That's some thick gas." <laughs> yeah, I saw the hole. Yeah. So, okay, so uh, oh, and broke the front brake lever. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was my yep. favorite thing of that Tuesday. Is I had texted him late in the afternoon, maybe three, four o'clock, and just to like, hey, are you still alive out there? Like, didn't know anything <laughs> yet. And he texts me back, like, a photo, and there's, like, the bike, like, jacked up. And then another photo of, like, the bars going literally, like, one <laughs> to hey, seven. Hey, 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 oh, hey, oh you're spoiling to, don't it. Don't try to Tarantino yeah. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down now. So, okay, so, so, uh, the, you go back to Cali. The, the, the brake pedal was smashed <laughs> Yes. into the clutch cover. Clutch cover was cracked. Oil was pouring out of it, and you broke the brake lever. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so, um, <laughs> so that was right around the time that so, – okay, so there was a limited number of bikes. So uh, Kawasaki had media outlets paired up. So we were paired up with Racer X. Thankfully, Kiefer had the same strategy as us to uh, knock knock out all of our uh, our content early and enjoy the rest of the afternoon. So we were switching off before lunchtime while everyone else was supposed to, uh, you know, ride one bike all morning and ride the second bike all, all afternoon. afternoon. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, so we switched off and uh, as soon as Anton got on the KX250 X. Uh, I said, hey, come down this trail and rail this powdery berm. And I looked at uh, Chase while we were standing there, and I go, this could be bad if we're standing on the outside of this berm. He could <laughs> blow this berm and kill both of us. Yes. Anton mm-hmm. comes down the hill, burp, rails it Nailed perfectly. it, yeah. Like, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Was that, was that Danny Hamill reincarnated in a skinny white version? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, yeah, do it again. And so I hear Anton riding up the hill, suddenly idling. So I'm like, oh, he's just waiting up there for the dust, for the dust to settle. Yeah. And then I hear, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Anton comes down the hill. The handlebars, instead of being at 9 and 3 o'clock, <laughs> or I would say conservatively at 11 and yeah. 5. I was looking dead. He was coming dead on at me, and I was looking at the, the bar end. <laughs> And uh, yeah, uh, yep, quite a yep. bit, quite a bit of damage there, big yep. guy. <laughs> yep. So, so what happened there? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's another one of those. Ran out of talent again. It was a mystery, <laughs> complete mystery. <laughs> well, okay, like 
anybody that knows me too is like I'm way too apologetic. I feel terrible. Like if I do anything wrong, I feel bad. And so like even as I talk to the Cali guys after I messed the first bike up, I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. They're like, oh man, no, it happens. It's great. Like hell, actually, we should rubber like maybe rubber mount the backside of this brake lever. That that could happen again. I'm like, oh, see, look, I'm putting, I'm getting put to good use today. <laughs> and so then the second crash. Um, Anybody that's ever been to Kauia, that off-road loop is fun when it's, like, nice and wet. Um, anybody that knows California right now, it's not wet. So it was super hard pack, and there was, like, these four little rollers that you could kind of hop through. And I was I hopped through them the first time before, I guess, that perfect run. And even when I went through them, I'm like, ooh, those could be tricky. I should be careful next time. And so I came around next time and went through them, and the back end stepped out, like, all the way. I don't know how. And I just went, like, flying through the air full somersault. Uh, I think I went, like, 15 feet and then landed, like, squarely on my back because I have the, like, road rash to prove it. And then went flying into the bushes, uh, like, yeah, 15, 20 feet from the bike. And then stood up and realized I was in the bushes where a bunch of rattlesnakes are, which I'm terrified of, and ran out. <laughs> and then uh, looked at the handlebars, and that's the second time I've destroyed a set of Cali like bar mounts and clamps and all that stuff that bad and I knew um, how bad that was going to be to take that back to them so yeah that one was not fun either <laughs> but shout out to the moose gear because um, my back didn't hold up like I have big scrapes all over it still yeah there's not even a rip in that jersey oh that's good and that's the vented which is surprising too. yeah yeah hmm. um, so uh, Anton what do you think of that bike what do you think of both the bikes um Pretty, uh, pretty cool. Yeah, they're badass. I think that the whole, like I said in the video with Pat, it's been really nice to see off-road get such a big hit. This is something that, you know, we, we've noticed as guys within the industry maybe five, six years ago. Just more guys that were moto guys said that they were going to the desert because they could ride more. You know, it wasn't these five-lap bursts and waiting all day at the races like you had to before the Swap Moto Race Series. And so for more brands to get involved like that, that's huge. Uh, it, it's just like the motorbike. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just the different tires and all that stuff. And that's a really cool entry level way for, for everybody to get into it because, and it's not that much more expensive. It was like a hundred dollars for the two fifty and $200 for the 450. You're going to spend way more than that just to buy an 18 inch rear wheel and tire. I think they said you know? it's going to be like at least $1,500 to do it yourself. What that, what comes on that bike. Yeah. And the, the suspension was valved you know, softer stock, which is good because if you had gnarly moto suspension out there, you know, in the bumpy sand wash and stuff like that, you would just get rattled apart for hours. Yeah. So the way it comes, I mean, if you're an off-road guy, that's badass. You couldn't really go hit, you know, big, big jumps at Kuiya on it. You could, but it'd be a little rough, but yeah, it's, it's a rad bike. It's just like the Honda 450 and just like the Yamaha and the Suzuki 450s and 250s. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the, uh, uh, it seemed like I heard, well, obviously you stalled a couple times, but I heard Pat stall it actually once or twice as well. Mm -hmm. That that seemed like it was something with just the 450 because the 250 was fine, and then Pat even thought it was like the actuation point of the clutch, so we moved it out a little bit, and then that felt like one of the AVS, ASV levers that somebody folded all the way out, like to where you would only grip it with your index finger. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was kind of a Band-Aid for it. I know that somebody else turned the idle of their bike up on the 450 just to kind of cover it up a little bit too. But that's actually something that I've noticed in the past on other off-road bikes. Like the Honda 450 that I rode one time had a tendency to flame out and other people were having it happen too. So I don't know if that's something where they 
like detune anything, but they didn't do any engine changes on that Cowie. You know, all it is is a gearing change, and it's the same ignition maps that come on the 450 motocross bike. Right. Hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, what do you think? Could you ride that bike uh, on a motocross track with a smile on your face, or would it be too soft? Oh, yeah, you totally could. Um, it would be a little soft, and the 18-inch rear wheel does have a big impact on the way the bike handles. I think, you know, anybody that's ridden with an 18-inch rear, rear wheel, it does feel, it just changes the whole the whole wheelbase of the bike. So you would have to accommodate for that. But, yeah, I thought it was badass. I mean, I sessioned the vet track afterwards just because I was like, well, hell, you know, I don't, I want to ride without crashing. And it was good. It was fun. had a lot of pop. It never, you know, it didn't feel too soft because there's some good-sized jumps on the Kawea vet track, too, that you can send a little long. Yeah. And it never felt like sketchy or out of control. So Okay, so I've witnessed you off. Have, have you and I ever gone trail riding, Anton? I, I can't remember. I don't think so. Okay, so I've witnessed your off-road prowess or lack thereof. Yes, and I've witnessed. I've been okay. We've went trials riding. Trials has been. Yeah, remember that awesome video I have of you? Yes, I do. <laughs> Love it. But uh, I've also gone to an undisclosed location near the Mojave Desert with Dahmer. And I have to mm-hmm. say, you guys are a toss-up, man. It, it could really? be close. Well, do you have any defense to that? No, come on. I, what? I don't know if I'd go. I thought that I far. was the bad one that trip. I was the one that couldn't keep the freaking beta running and was stalling it going downhill. No, no, no. Just, I went later. I oh, went later another time. Year, no, we yeah. went we went the uh, beginning of this year after it rained to uh, somewhere that was oh, not. We, we rode okay. the Huskies. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot about bikes. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, man. So, okay. So, let's uh, let's go through this. At the Kawasaki KX250X and 450X intro. The parts list. Oh, okay. oh god! So a brake, is this official from them? A brake pedal, a clutch cover on the 450, a brake lever. So that's three parts on the 450. On mm-hmm. the 250, there was handlebars, both handlebar levers, brake and clutch. There was bar mounts, both sides. All the washers, because the washers somehow got bent, they look like taco shells. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's those there's a front fender and remarkably a front wheel a front wheel a front wheel they replaced front <laughs> wheel okay so i'm on motorsport.com looking up their oem parts right now this is a tally of one thousand three hundred fifty eight dollars <laughs> and 59 cents and we all know that motorsport.com is probably discounted a little bit right yeah so mm-hmm. at full retail we're probably looking at fifteen hundred dollars worth of damage Hey, you forgot the one other thing that they didn't tell you about. What? I nicked that frame. frame. Oh, yeah, point. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> are, they gonna, are they going to have to cut that frame in half and scrap it, or are they going to just hit it with the uh, uh, a, drum, a Dremel? And I heard Kiefer was complaining about the bars on the 450 after we wrote it, saying, no, I think they're tweaked. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, maybe. So uh, uh, I'll send you the Cowie address, Anton. You can maybe you can send them a, a I'm sorry card I, or something. <laughs> oh, I, I I profusely have apologized again. I will send them. Um, yeah, yeah, they know. You're I like, like that it even got around Cowie because Big B knew the next day. Yeah, Big B knew about it. How, how did Big yeah. B? Know? Yeah, he commented on your uh, on your website on your Instagram. The only guy to crash both bikes. We're pretty yeah. rough on Cowies in huh? general. Yeah, you're like the off-road A Ray. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, dude. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it happens. I remember the only other time that I've crashed that hard, and it felt like an identical crash, was on a Cowie 250 at Industry Cup one time. Mm-hmm. Full flying. Like, same road rash, same handlebar mounts, destroyed, same everything. You know, I think this is a good opportunity to discuss our favorite Anton crashes. We don't have so. enough time in the podcast. Please humbleize me. Okay, so please humbleize me. So, so <laughs> when Anton, before he worked for me at, at Transworld, I was he came out. I think his mom flew him. Did your mom fly you out to just hang out with us? Yeah, but, but we we took him to uh, State Fair, which is Star West back then, and there was some pretty big jumps back then. Larger than they are now, I yeah. think. But uh, I just remember he was on our CRF 250, and it was like a double or a single to table or something. And we just looked, and my brother Ross and I looked, and Anton was flying through the air, rolling down the windows. And that's when Ross dubbed him the boy who went parasailing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh- that crash, I hadn't ridden in like a year and a year and a half before that crash too. So that was, yeah, that was a big one to go try. Yeah, were you were you trying extra hard to impress us, thinking that your oh yes, most definitely the riding most skill definitely. would land you the gig. <laughs> most definitely. Yeah. So then my other favorite one is we were riding at Kawea Creek, and uh, I don't even remember what we were doing, but it was like all the staff we were all there. That was when it was we Jordan's had, birthday. It was Jordan's birthday. We had Nick Wozniak was there. And I don't know how, but Anton crashes, <laughs> and he's trapped because the handlebar grip went between his goggles and the chin bar of the helmet, and he's speared to what? the ground with the handlebar in the mouthpiece oh, of the handlebars, what? and he's flipping around. Help me, help me. <laughs> well, yeah, and the exhaust pipe was on my back. <laughs> oh, my God. So there's yeah, those two. That was that, a bad one. Those two stand out to me. Like, what have, about the Alta one? The, I don't remember him crashing Alta. The Alta you one were, at Paris. Yeah, he wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't there for the Alta one. Is that I, where you, there was that step down double? There was a step down double right in the middle of the track. Right? Didn't you take down like some landed? feather banners or something? Oh no, that one. Oh, that was the intro. Was yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Anton. Oh. We're, at the, we're at Alta intro. All right. And there's feather banners on the side of the track that right. said Alta. Oh, and I was feeling frisky because I had, of everybody there other than Kiefer who developed the bike, I had the most like, testing he, time. He had on full Alta. charge on the Alta yeah, at the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, there, there was some electronic whiskey going on because there was lightning bolts and everything. And Anton clipped the feather banner and was down on the ground throwing up. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, put, I knocked my shoulder out of place, I think. And I did my thumb. I tore ligaments in my thumb. Yeah, there was oh, that wow. one. But- but what, My favorite was that would was when we first started the well Swap Motor Racer was Transworld Race Series and the first, we took it to Paula for the first time right when it started, and he came to race and and I remember it was first practice and he was we were going out and and it was super muddy and I'm like yeah dude just just cruise check it out and I went out in front of him and he was behind me and then by the second turn all of a sudden bram here he comes and he goes right by me and I'm like the hell is he doing <laughs> dude i see him hit this table boom over the bars just weeds himself right and i'm like 
what what the hell is he doing he's all right he gets up bikes mangled and he went back to the truck and i'm like dude are you and he was all like dude oh i mean i think he called his mom back in in back in, in chicago <laughs> like i just crashed and and i'm like what anton what are you doing we we didn't even make it four turns like it was you know and i think that was the start like that was the start of it of everything that that started which then which then obviously led to his first benching at Transworld, when, yeah. when Don was like, you're done. Like, you cannot ride dirt bikes. Yeah, you need how, to take a break. How long were you benched for, Anton? Dude, it was like a year. It was over a year. It was over yeah. a year. I think it was almost I, a year. Hey, I almost quit over that. Like, it got to the point where I... <laughs> no, did I... No, 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 no. Like, it stopped being fun, and I was like, I think I'm done. I think I'm just going to quit. It was bad. It, it was for your it own was bad. Good. I know. Oh, yeah, trust me. I'm, I'm well... I mean, bro, within the first month of living in California, remember when we went to Milestone and I was following Jordan on the vet track and then I just woke up in the middle of the track like two <laughs> minutes later? Oh, my God. I remember because you – yeah, dude, because you had to call me to make sure that I was okay because I was living by myself. <laughs> was this the MRSA incident? No, oh, that was when, that was when my brother that. was out there. Okay. That yeah. was when my brother was there. That, that was, that was when that you took an ambulance for a broken collarbone, right? Uh, that was because, yeah, when I stood up, I passed out like I'm prone to do, apparently. Oh. Yeah. Wow. What, what, did you crash? You're all, my collarbone's broken. You stood up and you started thinking about how meat is murder and you fainted? <laughs> no, uh, it felt like the bone or whatever. Like, my, like I okay, so, yeah, I have something with my shoulders where they just, like, they hurt really bad. And, like, if I hit them wrong, they just, like, knock me out. Because mm-hmm. uh, when I passed out last year at my house, it was because my shoulder messed up. Mm. Um, yeah, so like you know how some people just have like trick whatever. Like I guess it's my shoulders. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I went over the backside of a berm at Milestone, riding with my brother, uh, trying to give him like the summer vacation of a lifetime. And uh, I got road rash again all over my back and a broken collarbone um, because I passed out when I stood up and threw up everywhere. They had to call an ambulance. We went to the Riverside <laughs> hospital. Yeah, that is a vacation of a lifetime. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. It got bad. It was bad. It was terrible. And then, uh, somehow got MRSA, uh, like a very gnarly staph infection yeah, and, and the then got, room. and then got it in my eye and almost lost one of my eyes. Wow. Yeah. Where would you be without an eye right now too? Oh my God. Uh, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. He'd be working at OGL with Pat. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that was the best part. Like I said, last Tuesday when I texted him, like, hey, how'd it go? Are you all right? And then he started, he started getting all those photos of the bikes. And I'm like, and then, the, and then I go, Anton, you wrecked both bikes? And he's like, yeah, dude. I, and then, I, and then I, he was telling me about the last one, like you said. And he's like, dude, I came down. I'm like fourth year wide open. And I yeah. just swapped and got thrown off the bar. And then, like I said, I spoke to Don later, a couple hours later. He called me and I go, I go, dude, what the hell happened out there? I'm Anton's and he's like, dude, he, and then I go, yeah, he's told me this one. He goes, dude, fourth gear wide. He was like second gear. He wasn't going very fast. It, it, didn't, no. it didn't sound like fourth gear. <laughs> I go, uh, he said it was not, like fourth gear wide open. I, I ride a couple gears high, so fourth gear wide <laughs> <laughs> I ride gears high. Again, I don't like, uh, I don't like low end. Uh, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Like, I'm going to crash my brains out. It, it and then Don goes, Don goes, dude, I think that might have been the end of Anton's test career again. I go, oh, man. I go, he's on probation again. Yeah, he owns yeah. his own dirt bike. Now. Yeah, we can't, we can't control it out there. Yeah. I, just... uh, I can bench myself. You can tell me. <laughs> hey, well, that's what I love, too. Then, then Megan, his wife, puts her like, 
please, it's time to come home. <laughs> come home. <laughs> it's over. Oh, man. We know. We know. That was why it was so important to go ride yesterday and keep it on two wheels. And, and did you? Oh, yeah. The only time that I tipped over was at the end of the day because I caught a neutral and like a rutted turn. Mm. But that was it. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're trying. <laughs> how, was, how was your day, though? It sounds like you well, had the big, the big comeback. Yeah, we'll get back to that after we hear from our sponsors. Hold on, guys. Hey, everyone. Don Moyetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next, cleaning air filters or changing oil. Tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel-related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Hey guys, this is Shane McGrath of the Star Racing Monster Energy Yamaha team. BC Fit Mills has been a huge tool in my success by keeping me healthy, energetic, and recovering the best way I possibly can. All their meals are super delicious, ready to eat, and take the guesswork out of trying to eat right daily. Visit their website at bcfitmills.com and sign yourself up today. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hey, it's Bo Hahn, team manager of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in motocross for over 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device to their original axle blocks. Works Connection parts are designed and produced in California and we are proud to use them on our factory race bikes in Supercross and Motocross. Check them out at worksconnection.com. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota of Escondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Connor Erickson, but you probably know me best as Buttery Films. Temecula T-Shirt Printers handles all of my merch needs and also services many other big players in motocross. 
Whether you're starting a brand or just want some team t-shirts printed, there's no one that does better work or has a service as good as these guys. Check them out online at TemeculaTshirtPrinters.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by our friends at Pro Taper, Handlebars and Controls. So yeah, so yesterday was round four mm-hmm. of the Amsoil Terraforma MX Series presented by Swap Model Live. Um, a beautiful that, Glen Helen. Beautiful Glen Helen. That beautiful. That is the venue that you've spent more time at this year than any other, I believe. I've definitely done the most races at Glen Helen this yeah. year than before. Usually I skip Glen Helen because yeah. it's too much of a man track for me. Yeah. But I'm trying to tackle it and, and overcome and rise above to be a better Glen Helen. Yeah, I'd rider. say you, you overcame it with your... Eh. Well, the thing is, is like Glen Helen on a Swap Moto Race Series race day is the is, best it's going to ever get. Yeah. Because our, our our guys are on top of the track crew and, and it gets prepped really nice. So, so yeah. So, yeah. What? 17 weeks, I said, since I broke my C7 and compressed my neck all over the place. But you hadn't raced since, what, March? Yeah. Probably March or so. Because I, I didn't race for a couple months before. Probably Trans Am. No, I didn't get to race Trans Am because I was oh, yeah. broken neck. Mm. It was after Salt Lake, but uh, but yeah. So I don't, I don't know why I decided to race this weekend of all of them, right? But uh, I should have raced Paris last weekend, I think, because mm-hmm. that track's a little bit more forgiving. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I've been at all the races, working, shooting photos and videos and everything, and it's like kills me to watch all my buddies out there racing and having fun. So I was like, ah, fuck, I'm gonna race. So I, the gauge was, I was, I said to my wife Eileen, I was like, hey, thinking about thinking about racing on sunday Uh-oh. she's all oh cool and I'm oh. All, oh hey there we go that's the green light so uh yeah told you you had to race because i was racing and yeah uh, you told me like on wednesday like hey just start mentally preparing for sunday and i'm like <laughs> oh that means i better start hydrating too <laughs> yeah. yeah no it was it was all good it was fun the track was probably a little too rough for my physical state right now you know like well i was pretty worried about my hand flying off the bars because my grip strength is down from the injury but uh yeah i felt like myself for like i'd say two laps of each of the motos when it was uh you know jammed up like with a lot of guys around you i didn't think about anything you got good starts as soon as it got spread out that's when i turned into a wuss right and my arm got tired and everything but anyway fourth out of seven kind of sucks but I didn't fall. Well, I fell once. But, uh, but yeah, I did get good starts. I, on Friday, I installed my ProTaper Sella whole shot device. And, uh, man, I got to give you one of these things. But, well, you don't need it because you cheat. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I opened the package, right? And it's a uh, universal. It goes on any of the bikes. It's not like, you know, Works Connection sells one for the Cowies etc each bike well there's some uh little fittings in the there that go in the ring that goes on your fork that are specific per per bike but i open the package and there's an instruction sheet in there i open it up and all it says is go to protaper.com slash sella and so i went on there and you have to print directions and there's eight pages of directions plus a page of a fitment template oh wow and so at first off it's like Good God, eight pages. What is this? Like, what if I didn't have a printer, you know? I mean, I guess I could have looked at it on my phone in the garage, but I printed it out, 
And I was sitting there, I think I was all overwhelmed by the eight pages of directions. And then, so I watched the video that there's a really good video on their website of Randy Valade, like, uh, doing the voiceover. And, uh, dude, I actually, about two steps in, I just threw the directions away and installed it like I normally would any other whole shut device. And it went on just fine. So I got the whole thing installed in like probably 25 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe. Um, here's the, here's the kicker though. I don't know if I told you this story. So the directions specifically say practice setting it and unlocking it. Make sure it works before taking it to the races and trying it. Right. So I'm like, okay, all right, I'll set it. And so I'm in my garage and I push down on the thing and I can't even push the forks down close enough to activate it. I'm like, oh man. So I take it outside the garage and I put one foot on a bike stand so I have like balance and, I'm like, and I push down, doesn't work. Like, Shit. So I start my bike and I go in the street on the asphalt because asphalt's grippy, right? And I grab the front brake, thing goes whoosh, and it locks. Perfect. So I'm like, okay. So then I ride it off the curb and boom, and it releases. And I'm really reluctant to do this because I hate people with dirt bikes that rip their dirt bikes up and down the street because it just makes everyone hate dirt bikes, right? It's bad. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it again. And I do it again, and it's easy. And the third time is a charm, man. Grab that front brake too hard and push the front end. Fell you on, fell on the street. Fell on the street. My left, oh. my left flip-flop. Went like two houses You were in down. flip-flops? I was in flip-flops. Oh, my God. I didn't even get scraped or anything. Like <laughs> I just <laughs> fell down. Left flip-flop goes flying down, and my neighbor across the street is just laughing. Hey, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. But it, it it broke my throttle tube and bent my bars. So that's why oh my God. I took the old handlebars off, and I put the Pro Taper Fusion Bars, SX Race Bend, and the new Pro Taper Clamp-On Grips, which are badass, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's my funny story about that whole shot device. But the thing works awesome. Got two pretty good starts. Um, Looked I would like say, you had a star Yamaha out there. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say the first half of the straightaway, a dominant lead, but I kind of whisked out going the first turn because it goes up. There's some braking bumps, and I, I was just going towards it, thinking about my left hand coming off the bars in front of everybody. Oh, so kind of backed it off. But good day. A I wish you had more, more cameras in your front instead of the one, because huh? if you'd had more cameras in the front of your house to capture oh, this, yeah, would yeah, have been no, amazing. I was in the middle of the street. It wasn't in my driveway. That's what I mean. Yeah. But I was like, what does shit always happen to me in my front yard? But uh, So, Dahmer, you had a good day. I, yeah, saw, I saw a first-place trophy on your bike. On there was. Way. I went 2-1 for the overall. 2-1. Yeah. Debut with Factory on the, on the Husky. The Husky came out victorious in its first race. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was good. Let me ask you, did you whole shot either moto? I uh, whole shot at the second moto. Yeah. Not the first one. Did you do your cheater technique? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I go, when the gate drops, I go. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. But uh, how was it? How was Husky life? Yeah, it's all right. I got a little more fine tuning to do with that thing, though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we rode at Paris on Friday for the first time, which mm -hmm. obviously Paris and Glen Helen is night and day difference. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was a little, it wasn't as. Uh, dialed for Glen Helen. I battled a little bit with some things, so I just got to mm -hmm. fine-tune some things and get it more comfortable for me. Are you going to have to take the entire bike back to shock therapy just so you could change a clicker? No, 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 no. 
Steve says he's going to try and come out of next time we go right. Maybe this week oh, or something. Oh, you're going to have a suspension wow. technician. Oh, yeah. Wow. We'll have, we'll have a full, we'll have wow. a full suspension wow. test day. And Have you thought about dropping your forks down? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to probably do that a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, you need to drop Are we going to start playing with torque? Torque on certain fasteners? No, no. No, no. Here's the deal, Anton. You know, the, the 21 Husky has the shorter suspension. Mm-hmm. Well, that's shorter internally. It's it's made yes. shorter internally. The outer legs and everything are the same. Well, because we put the cone valve and track shock on from our 20 bike that Andy Jefferson was so gracious to let us hold on to from our previous bike, Dahmer is like, oh, well, the suspension's supposed to be shorter. So he jammed those forks up in the tube to like the fifth line where they're like almost hitting the handlebars. Car on the handlebar, yeah. And mm. on Friday, Sleater season goes, bro, why are your forks like that? You got to <laughs> drop them. He's like, it turns great. It turns great. I believe it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think he's going to have to take the entire bike back just to have the forks low. <laughs> <laughs> does there, does, do you take your bike in to shock therapy to get the air cleaner change? No, that I can do myself. Yeah, yeah air cleaner, oil, I do that. But you, he, put, he put my foot pegs. If I have to put chain and sprockets, I'll go to him. He's got all the good tools. You know I don't have any tools. Chain and sprockets, you go, you oh, go yeah. to him for tires too, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. Wow. Dude. All right. People out there, do not be as soft as Dahmer. <laughs> be self-sufficient. If you're going to ride a dirt bike, you've got to work on it yourself. Or have your dad do it. You know? <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's some good uh, how-to videos on our site, on our YouTube, if you look far. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So... Uh, this weekend at the race, we had Christian Craig was out there with his wife Paige and his son Jagger. Jagger raced. It was his second ever race. And uh, we did a little interview with him. And that kid's more popular than his dad, I think, because his video <laughs> has a bunch of views already. It's number one on our YouTube for the past 48 hours. So uh, you got to check, check that out if you're so inclined. Um, yeah, it was packed out there. Good day. A lot yeah, of yeah, five hundred and eighty riders. Yeah, it went smooth. I mean, we were race. I was race five. You got race two. I mean, I think we left there by one o'clock. It was, yeah. you know, it, it went really smooth. A lot of people. I had time to go to the quarter car wash and wash my van, and I got home by two fifteen. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of people. Chris Sackett from Fast House came out. His son raced. Mm-hmm. It was their first time at our race series, and they loved it. He really can't wait to go to the next one. Yeah, you know. So yeah, a lot of people coming out and experiencing it, and and uh, and stoked on what Salt Motor Race Series has to has to bring. Yeah. So Anton, we'll be seeing you in two weeks, uh, November what fourth through sixth through the eighth. Sixth through the eighth, and uh, Silver Dollar MX for the Mini Major East, and uh, I think you're going to be seeing Dahmer out there too because he's going to drive my van out. Oh, he is now. No, yeah. Anton. <laughs> yeah. You're driving the SML van out and bringing easy ups and stuff. Maybe I can talk T-Fant to come with me. He'll, no. He does that drive like it's nothing. Yeah. But you should uh, You should see what it's all about yourself. Dude, I, I can't What's the even... furthest you've ever driven down to Tijuana to visit your family? Uh, farthest <laughs> I've ever driven by myself? Maybe Sacramento and yeah. back? Well, see, Wilson is going to go with you. Radio's not going to go. No way. Yeah. He He's not scared to drive, he said. He's not scared. Of He'll him. just he's sleep a, the whole time. He's a road warrior. He'll just sleep the whole time. But uh, I don't know. What else is going on? This Tuesday, we're going to Glen Helen to film uh, certain two star riders for the first time. Yep. Back on blue. Yeah. Is a 450 or 250? Four. Or two. No, sorry. 250s. <laughs> two. Yeah. Is, there, is there going to be another rider on a red bike uh, riding around here, SoCal soon? I too, think I so. Probably? 
Are you talking about Christian? I, I, no. Nope. No. Talking Who about, I asked you about earlier. Yeah. A gas and a oh, gas. Oh, and a oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't know what do you hear about that now, Tom? There's no gas gases in the country yet, are there? Uh, I think they're just putting them on just like the regular bikes. He's going to have to get on something soon. It might just yeah. be a KTM in different plastic. I yeah. bet he'll, but, he'll, yeah, that's what Aaron, Jeff Aaron's been riding. So I bet he'll just Yeah, no, Jeff Aaron's been riding a white KTM forever. Exactly. <laughs> so, <I bet>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they have to, everything's got to get redone like immediately. Uh, even the truck and all the other stuff that they have, because it's such a big change. Like that's going in to get repainted and all that really, really soon. Oh, uh, they've even, ar- they had already started working on the Troy Lee race shop like already getting it all painted over yeah mm. hmm. so what else silly season you hear anything new twan diggy um i think that cowie that pc cowie uh them bringing up seth hammaker that was a big deal because there were a lot of guys that were hoping for that fourth and final spot seth mm-hmm. was kind of still unknown just because he spent his whole last amateur year battling an illness and then there was kind of talk, hey, we might hold him back because he could still ride. I know Hartraft is one of the guys, like A-Ray yep. said last week. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that's that's one big one out of the way, one big spot, and a lot of other guys like kind of on the on the wait for that. Great to see the star thing that you guys did last week, um, you know, getting all the Christian interviews. The J-Mart interview was great. Uh, it's just kind of waiting right now. I think the JGR thing is is where some other people are waiting on because that's that's a lot of guys. Doesn't sound like Sabachi's going back at all, but like, you know, Alex Martin, Teasdale who had just signed his deal to go back, Norn who's, you know, been there for quite some time now, trying to figure out what they're gonna do, but it sounds like everything's just in limbo now. Mm-hmm. Uh I talked to uh Michael Lindsay and uh he indicated that uh Shimoda's going to Phoenix Honda. Mm-hmm. And he's hoping to score Carson Mumford for the Chaparral FXR team. Yeah, and that would be a good. That'd be good for both of those guys, especially for Carson, um, to just be with Michael's team, and great for Michael too, because then they have Carson's place up in the high desert that they can go test at. Yep. Yeah. Uh, heart raft, no ride. Derek yeah. Drake, no ride. Mm-hmm. How does um, I, how does heart raft not have a ride? He's uh, badass. Got three podiums this year. Oh, the other thing, Anton, I wanted to ask you about real quick. Uh, is Hunter for sure with Jet on this Honda deal? Yeah. I've, I've heard other, That was supposed okay. to be like a, a – yeah, I heard it's a package deal. If they were getting Jet, they were getting Hunter too. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, there was, I guess, like a little bit of a controversy or whatever because there was a photo of Jet wearing some Alpine Stars gear over the weekend that shouldn't have gotten out. Oh, really? Um <laughs> Yeah, but that's all good. But, yeah, the Honda thing is all done. Like, I mean, he's there. I think they're still waiting to figure out what the guys are going to wear. I thought it was going to be Fox because Fox is an official sponsor of the Honda team. But I guess that might still be kind of getting worked out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of little changes, though, like guys changing goggle brands or things like that. So we're starting to see those things kind of take place Yeah. right now. So I hear uh... – you know, Pete Fox with his new motocross gear company, I, I think they're going to make some big moves. Soon. Yeah, I, I, oh, heard, really? I, heard, I heard some insider talk about them taking over a Certain really high-profile team. High team. <laughs> I think, you, dude, it would be so badass if it happened. It would be insane. That would be cool. But, uh, yeah. man, where's Savachi going to go? Yeah, right? So I like with all this stuff, I had seen him kind of talking to some guys at other teams. I'd seen him talking to Ian Harrison at one point in the season, 
But how this gas gas thing goes, I had heard it was only one 450 guy. But then I talked to other people, and they didn't know if it was going to be two or how this was all going to go. There's still so much stuff that's up in the air. The only teams that are really like locked in for next year are Factory Honda with their 450 guys, Cowie with their guys, Star for their whole program. But like the gas gas thing is still pretty unclear, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah, they moved Mosman over, but it sounds like Pierce Brown's surgery might take some time or his recovery might take time, and he might not get on the bike very soon. So then that could push him back, and then they might need a fill-in rider there. So another person could get there. Uh, there was a lot of talk of before J-Mart signed with Star, and he even said it. He had been having meetings with quite a few people. I had heard that Gas Gas was an option for him. Yeah. So they're actively trying to get a lot of people. It's just still unclear of what is going to be available, mm-hmm. you know, or, or what teams are even going to exist. Yeah. Well, JGR could or could be Suzuki or Gas Gas, right? That's the word? See, I'd heard the Gas Gas thing a couple times now. Uh, if that still goes through, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But the Suzuki thing, like, for them just to kind of hit the skids again, it, it, there was so much progress, you know, at Loretta's 1 and Loretta's 2 and at Ironman that, hey, everything was going well. Teasdale doing those last few races indicates that the Cherokee deal's done. Suzuki as a whole is doing great. They won the MotoGP race this weekend. Like, as a whole, motorcycle racing for that brand is going very well. We're just, again, in this hurry-up-and-wait process of how much should they have like allotted for it you know because mm-hmm. suzuki america and suzuki japan are two totally different places right i feel really sorry for chris Kiefer right now. or not chris Kiefer, chris wheeler right now. wheeler oh yeah <laughs> everybody calling him blowing him up well, and then and then that's the thing too is like the jgr thing sounds uncertain but then you know hep suzuki is getting bigger they're doubling down with more support for anstey it sounds like and and intignap will be there again and mcelrath still rumored to be tied to that and then the Bar X team, which has Dylan Schwartz and Preston Kilroy, there's talk that they could go pro on a limited schedule next year, too. They don't want to do the Nationals. They just want to be Suzuki amateur stuff and then do some pro Supercross stuff. Wow. Hmm. Man. Well, this uh, this short off season is sure going to uh, be exciting to see how it un- unrolls and where yeah. people end up and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still here in uh, Supercross, middle of June, uh, January, mm-hmm. Florida. I uh, did no Texas, 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 man. Okay, Texas, uh, um, Dallas or Houston, San Antonio. San what? Antonio, really? San Antonio. Is that where the so, new there even a picante sauce? <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah, I think so. It's something. No, that's El Paso. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just know New York City. <laughs> Yeah, so it's waiting to hear how all of these next few weeks go. We're we're every day getting a little bit closer. I hear like within the next maybe ten to two ten days to two weeks, we should have a, a concrete Supercross schedule for sure. Uh, it would be like how Supercross was done this year with you know races on Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, or Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, or Sunday. However, it goes, but multiple cities will get multiple events. Um, we did a podcast. Last week with Jamie Dalsing, the director of operations for Monster Jam, that thing that they're going to do this weekend down in Arlington, Texas, you know, 17,000 people per event. That's going to be what Supercross probably looks like more likely next year. You know, Feld's going to have to give this a trial run to see how their whole process goes. You know, we didn't even think about it last week. Last weekend when we were in California for that last Paula race, that's when we should have been in Carson for the Monster Cup and just totally out of mind. Yeah. That's how... 
you know, kind of used to this year getting so upside down we've been. Wow. wow. Pretty crazy. So uh, multiple rounds at each city, right? Mm-hmm. So would it be Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday? That's what it sounds like. Um, yes. And, and I think, too, that's, that's pretty good for everybody. You know, it keeps the cost down. It lets them know, hey, we're going to stay in these certain areas. But as we've said over and over and over lately, there is no plan to go to California. Uh, Seattle and all that stuff will be out of the question. New York will probably be out of the question. I mean, New York will most definitely be out of the question. Uh, I'm surprised that we haven't heard much about Florida aside from last week when the Daytona Supercross was announced. But there are a handful of stadiums down there that could all be open and available um, the one thing that we'll have to be mindful of, and it's like this every year, but even now more than ever, is how this NFL playoff schedule works around that same time because there are certain venues that could have teams that are doing really well, and then they'll have to get fluid with where they go and when. Right. Wow. Man, I keep saying it, but I hope Salt Lake is on schedule. <laughs> Anton, like, I you, think- like you, your dad's banned. He will not be going to Utah. <laughs> <laughs> no. He, he was banned from that from that uh, area. So yeah. I, I'm uh, it, it I'm, happens. I'm working <laughs> on the post right now for this podcast, and the, the photo that will accompany this post is excellent. Oh no! I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened to the agony uh, of defeat one? Oh, the walk, the walk, the of, walk shame. of shame. Oh, the walk of shame. That one's pretty good too. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, anyhow. That was so deflating. That was so deflating. <laughs> hey, I can't wait because coming up to, like I said, speaking of Supercross, because obviously where we're at here at the office, Supercross tracks are across the street. And, yeah. And they're going to start. Like even driving here this morning, I see the, you know, the Cowie, Cowie track. It's manicured. like when I see that thing get fully manicured mm-hmm. in like water, then I know, oh, it's on now. Here we go. If you've noticed, like last week they took all the weeds the bo- out. Yeah, the weeds are gone now, yeah. and it's like little by little. But not till it's fully groomed and watered. Right. Right. Then, then I go, oh, here we go. It's on now. I, w- I drove past it. One night last week, and they had they had uh, some machinery out there mm. at night. There were lights up and stuff, so I don't know what they're. Yeah, that's got to be do, coming pretty soon here. I heard actually. I heard Cowie. I think Cowie was taking three weeks off until hmm. they were riding again. Is what I heard from them. So we have a little bit till them, but I know Honda has already been riding. So that they've been using that one track out. It sounds like there's kind of like a little bit of um, maybe a, a little bit of a bidding war going for that that top track in Corona. Mm-hmm. To see who can get who gets that, because I think Geico was paying that bill last year. Yeah, but yeah, I should be getting close. Gas, gas truck? No, they've got no because they have got so much. Yeah, I doubt it would be them. I think what I heard more was if if Hep was interested in uh, getting that for their guys. Hmm, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I wonder how Max Anstey's going to do in Supercross. I I don't know. He seems really eager about it. Like he, yeah. he, the couple times that I talked to him this year, and and especially after Colorado, he was very excited to try to put the work in to get that figured out. And the guys that he has around him, he really wants to help fine tune that bike to make himself comfortable on it too, because it's completely different than anything he's ridden in the last ten years. Like, yeah, he right. has Supercross experience, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Right. And he wasn't one of those Euro guys that would still show up and do like you know, Paris Supercross or Geneva or something like that, like Tixie or Paul Lynn, or not Paul Lynn, Tixie or um, Ferrandis or someone would do. Too bad, Anst- too bad Anstey didn't go and do Lommel. I know. Oh, yeah. He he'd have given yeah. him the business. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So, but hey, even the Lommel races, I mean, those were those were gnarly. That track looks so beat up and big crashes and stuff like that. And it sounds like they're going to change it even a little bit more from these next three. So that's cool that it's a sand track that they can play around with it that much. Oh, real quick, the Bam Bam thing, I completely forgot about. Did you guys see he deleted all his stuff with Yamaha? On his yeah, Instagram? that was weird. There's 30 posts now. He deleted everything or archived everything with Yamaha on it. Really? It's huh. really, really weird. Because it couldn't have been on bad terms, right? Because we had heard that they offered him like good money, right? Yeah. So what I had heard about that was it wasn't Yamaha corporate that wanted him. It was more Bobby Regan wanted him. Oh, okay. So it was... Yeah, that was more how everything went there. And then with the Nate Thrasher thing, yeah, like him and Thrasher pretty much got traded, but Yamaha mm-hmm. was kind of done with the Barsha program. They knew that they had everything invested next year for, for Anderson Plus in Europe. Wow. Yeah, that was weird. Man, that's like that's like when a dude deletes all the pictures of his old chicks. Chick, yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Now it's just you just got to archive them. Yeah, you just gotta archive them because you never know when you're gonna get back together, right, Jason? But uh, yeah, but do you think he archived it? I don't know, man. I don't know. But that's weird too because it's not only like bad to Yamaha; it's not only like something against them. That also like has a knock-on effect for Arai. like Dunlop and Scott and Arai and Alpine. Yeah. yeah, everybody. You know, all these people. It you know it is what it is, and that these takes some time, dude. Like mm-hmm. I've gone through and done the X thing. <laughs> and that's like, that's like I've done like ten photos. Uh, he he had to think he had hundreds of those that he had to go single handedly each one and just archive, delete. Like that takes time. Maybe he put his agent up to it. I I hope the agent got a pay raise or something because that's man. <laughs> done the X thing. Uh, that was good, Chase. That was good. <laughs> All right, this is going in a bad direction, so we're gonna yeah. call it right now. <laughs> But uh, guys, thanks for listening to the uh, Kickstart podcast presented by Pro Taper. Go out and get yourself a Sella whole shot device. Man, you make me want to have one now. Huh? Yeah. You Can you imagine the whole shot device plus your cheating Dude, technique? I'd be in Talladega before people even got to the first 100 yards yeah, out of the gate. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, right. did you hear about Stapleton's crash? In oh, yeah, my I saw God. that. Wait, what? Oh, my God. Stapleton Dennis? Saturday, they had that REM race there Saturday, yeah. and he got taken out like up into Talladega like bad. His whole back was all shredded. Did he fly through one of the letters? Dude, no, he, flew, he flew through someone's rear wheel and yeah. stuff. Oh, His bike got drugged like 100 yeah. feet. He went flipping down like all the way down the turn, everything. He's alright, but look, he, he was a bad one. Yeah, That's why you guys yeah, don't go race that, that REM series or whatever it is. <laughs> Do you think he still stopped at the uh, club down the street? On oh the way? my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, along those lines... <laughs> We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.